SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A third and very final, very happy hour here of the morning after on this Monday to get you set for the finale of Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL and look forward to the divisional round across the National Football League as well. Starts right here, right now on TMA on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159 and all across the SportsGrid network. I am Ben Stevens. In this third and final, very happy hour, great guest list for you. Three guests in this third hour. It begins with Dr. David Chow, the pro football doc, to break down any injuries we saw over the weekend and what it means moving forward for the divisional round of the playoffs in the NFL. He joins us next here on TMA. Then we go out to Phoenix, Arizona from Fox 10 Phoenix. Sierra Santos joins us to preview the game from the Cardinals' perspective tonight on a Monday night. Arizona and Los Angeles. Our sportsbook conciliary Dave Sherapan rounds out this third and final very happy hour for the former oddsmaker perspective on tonight. The divisional round and the weekend that was in Super Wild Card Weekend. The final of the six matchups we have throughout this opening round of the playoffs tonight in L.A. At the site of Super Bowl 56 SoFi Stadium. The Rams a three and a half point favorite against their NFC West foe in the Arizona Cardinals. The over under 49 and a half. Now we've seen some line movement here on both the spread and the total. An opener for an over under at 50 and a half now down to 49 in a hook. And the line has worked a little bit in favor of Arizona. It opened in LA's favor at four and a half points. Now that spread just three and a half in favor of the Rams tonight on a Monday. Of course, being divisional opponents, they have already faced each other twice so far this season. They split the season series. The first game back in the first month of the year, Arizona on the road in LA doing what the Cardinals do, booked as a road underdog and winning outright 37 to 20. That over under booked in the 50s and of course going over. The second game, the Rams repaying the favor on the road in Arizona later on in the NFL regular season. The Rams winning 30 to 23, another total in the low 50s also going over so the road team has won each of the first two meetings between these two sides this year and the Cardinals as a road team about as good as it gets in the NFL eight and one straight up eight and one against the spread covering by an average margin of 10 and a half points per game the best cover margin of any away team all year long in the National Football League and again as an underdog six times this year booked as a dog were the Arizona Cardinals not just six covers Six outright wins in six games booked as a dog this year. Meanwhile, the Rams, a very familiar position as a favorite, 15 of 17 regular season games for Los Angeles, booked as a favorite this year, just covering in six of those 15s. Six of those 15, a six and nine ATS record as a favorite this year for Sean McVay and company. So as you look at that spread, as you look at the total, also look at the prop market for tonight. And let's focus on the anytime touchdown scoring prop market for the Cardinals and the Rams this evening. We start at the top with the triple crown winner as it pertains to being a wide receiver in the National Football League. That would be Cooper Cup, as we like to call Cooper Cup here on the morning after, leading the NFL in receptions, 
receiving yards and receiving touchdowns this year. Finishing with 16 total touchdowns, and that's why you see the price at minus 175 for Cooper Cup tonight against the Arizona Cardinals. A very strong price in minus money categories. We welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Happy hour on the morning after, yes, even on a Monday morning. Our third and final hour is always happy hour every weekday here on TMA. You're listening on Sirius XM, Channel 159, our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. This is our West Coast Wake Up. We welcome in our West Coast audience for a huge game on the West Coast in the City of Angels tonight. The Rams and the Cardinals, two NFC West foes right now, LA, a three and a half point home favorite, the over under 49 and a half. Back to the anytime touchdown scoring prop market tonight for the Rams and the Cardinals. Cooper Cup, a very lofty price in minus money at minus 175. It is my staunch belief. I will never pay more than minus 140 as it pertains to anything in the prop market, especially something as random as finding the end zone because Cooper could have 10 grabs tonight for 120 yards, have a huge impact on the game, go over his receptions prop, go over his receiving yards prop of 103 and a half and still not find the end zone, not paying minus 175. Where I would look on that board is to the Arizona side of things and James Conner, who is now at plus 120. In fact, a little bit longer of a price, five cents, just five cents from where it was a couple of days ago at plus 115. I thought it would work the other way for James Conner, who has 18 total touchdowns this year for the Arizona Cardinals. That's the third most number in all of the NFL. Now, he did not score in his first two games this year for Arizona, but in only one other game so far this year, since week two of the NFL season, James Conner has found the end zone. James Conner has found the end zone a ton, 18 total times in a ton against the LA Rams this year. Four rushing scores against Los Angeles so far this season. So James Conner finding Pater has happened a bunch. Only once since week two this year has James Conner not scored a touchdown for the Arizona Cardinals at plus 120 tonight. Much better value than Cooper Cup at minus 175. We continue to preview that game from an injury perspective with Dr. David Chow on the other side of the break from a Cardinals perspective with Sierra Santos coming up in just a little bit and from an odds maker perspective with Dave Sherapan later on in happy hour here on TMA. More of the morning after coming up next. Stay with us here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. One final game of Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL postseason, and then we are on to the divisional round to get a set for that. We are here on the morning after on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens, now very pleased to be joined by Dr. David Chow, the pro football doc from SixScore.com. That's S-I-C-Score.com, where you can find all the field view injury analysis you need to help your handicapping and just help you get ready for the postseason in the NFL. Dr. Chow, thank you once again for joining us here on a Monday on TMA. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. We are very glad to have your expertise, especially following most of Super Wild Card Weekend, looking at that final game tonight in Los Angeles that helps us get ready 
for the divisional round as well. And yesterday, Dr. Chow out in Tampa Bay, pretty good day overall for the Buccaneers, making pretty quick and easy work of the Philadelphia Eagles, winning and covering as an eight and a half point favorite. But Dr. Chow, one bad instance for the Bucs yesterday. Their very talented second year right tackle in Tristan Wirth left that game early, returned, and then was sidelined once again. What did you see out of Wirth in that injury yesterday? And do you believe he will be ready to go next week against the winner of the Rams and the Cardinals? Uh, he appeared by video and we tweeted and we wrote about it at Sports Injury Central, SICscore.com, that it was a right high ankle sprain. I thought he would be on the sideline only as emergency use at best. And he came back into the game, which surprised me, but he was limping mm. around and he gave up that third down sack that got blown by uh, there to Ryan Kerrigan and then limped off the field. I mean, obviously he wasn't ready. It doesn't bode well. The good news is center Ryan Jensen seemed to have limped his way through, probably bodes well. Tristan Wirth, no. The most interesting thing about that game, Ben, to me, first of all, look, when you're wrong, you're wrong. I thought the Eagles, well, the Eagles clearly did have the health advantage. It didn't translate mm. to the field. Shaq Barrett played, but we'll talk about it in our podcast today. He limped around the field. Oh, my gosh, he made that unbelievably athletic interception. But he wasn't running and moving to the ball. He wasn't a pass rush threat. And really, Levante David was hobbled by his left foot, too. So the Bucks still have some injury issues going forward. Maybe they'll get Fournette back. We'll see. Ronald Jones, maybe. But, you know, a good thing is Mike Evans looks good with his hamstring and whatever. And, and they have Tom Brady, so that may be the most important yeah. thing of all. Yeah, the 44-year-old quarterback might be the healthiest guy out there for the offense right now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, Doc, that's what I wanted to ask you about, the outlook moving forward for Tampa because so many of their offensive weapons have been injured this year. Leonard Fournette not activated off IR yet. Tristan Wirfs going down yesterday. They've had some issues in that wide receiver room as well. And then defensively, you could add some of those injury concerns as well. So what do you make? of Tampa's health status moving forward into the divisional round? Well, you know, uh, we don't have our field view completed yet for Tampa. A, we don't have an opponent yet until tonight. But yes, foreshadowing, Tampa will be among the lowest, if not lowest, six scores as a team. Defensively, they did not have number one, now number one corner, Sean Murphy Bunting. Although Jamil Dean did okay with his hamstring and so did Carlton Davis with his back. I think the safeties really balled out and the defensive scheme was really good where they covered up for the uh, three out of their four linebackers had injury issues there yesterday. You know, JPP the whole season with his shoulder. And offensively, we talked about the two offensive linemen running back, not only Leonard Fournette, but Ronald Jones with the ankle, although Gio Bernard had heavy usage and was uh, activated there. And obviously, we know slot corners, uh, Cyril Grayson, and, and no, of course, no Antonio Brown. And, you know, Godwin's done for the season. Fournette, I don't think... He's going to be 100% this week based on his proximal hamstring. Look, it's a playoff game. He didn't make the bell here. And if anyone thinks, oh, that's because they thought they could handle the Eagles, you can't look up, uh, past an NFL opponent, especially in the playoffs. Right. If he, It would have given me better thought for him to be 100% if he took some snaps this week. 
he wasn't even activated. So uh, I think he's at best a uh, carry split next week if he can go. Still, still awaiting one of those divisional round matchups, the winner of the Cardinals and the Rams tonight against those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But it is set on the AFC side of things. Dr. Chow and the Tennessee Titans after the bye this week will be in action at home hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. And we all expect it to be the return of the King. Derrick Henry back for that Titans offense. What can we expect to see in your mind out of Derrick Henry in the postseason? Uh, I think we're going to see Derrick Henry back for the divisional round, but I still don't believe we're going to see King Derrick Henry, uh, meaning, mm. you know, 30 carries, 200 yards. Uh, look, I think the Titans would take 15 touches in 100 yards, right? That'd be pretty good. And uh, let uh, uh, Foreman do the other half. But look, this was a stress fracture. The most recent, so you can't just go and re-stress it and risk further problems, Set first of all. Secondly, the most recent video that I saw last week, he's better and he can be effective, no question, but there's still a little hitch in his gait, and we've talked about it uh, on some uh, videos where I uh, go through it. You can go to Pro Football Doc at YouTube or the Six Score site and see the video or Twitter timeline where he is not 100% on his right foot. It's very clear to me it's his right foot that had the stress fracture, fifth metatarsal fracture. But he's going to be back. On the other AFC divisional round matchup, Dr. Chow, the Buffalo Bills, very dominant in their effort against the New England Patriots. The Kansas City Chiefs also looking very impressive against the Pittsburgh Steelers last night. But the Chiefs without the services last night of Clyde Edwards-Alaire and also Daryl Williams looked a little bit banged up and was working through some things throughout the week as well. What does the running back room look like for Kansas City moving forward in your opinion? Well, you know, I was more optimistic on Clyde Edwards-Alaire being able to go through. I was always a little pessimistic on Darrell Williams' one week off his toe injury. Half that equation was right. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did not make it uh, this week, and so uh, that puts him in the questionable category again for this next uh, Bills game. But, of course, Patrick Mahomes healthy, my son's favorite player, and we're negotiating now to potentially go to the game. We'll see. It's cold there. Oh, oh. Arrowhead in Kansas City at this time, Dr. Chow. Very, very cold. Different from Southern California, but would be quite an experience to see Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. So one final game tonight on a Monday night in Los Angeles for Super Wild Card Weekend. What does the field view appear to look like for the Rams and Cardinals tonight? Well, the, the Cardinals are the healthier side. The Rams have some uh, issues. Uh, look, we all know running back, but, you know, Sony Michelle's carrying the rock, and Cam Akers will play, but he's not going to be overly successful with that Achilles. But it's defensively that's the big issue if you look at the field view at sixscore.com. And both starting safeties are out. Taylor Rapp with concussion and Fuller uh, as well. They signed Eric Weddle to play. Okay, let me say something here, Ben. I am the biggest Eric Weddle fan. I know Eric very well. We actually had a nice little text exchange, you know, congratulating, go get him. He's made of steel. But let me tell you something. It will be, if he has success, and I really hope he does, it is easier to play, be a 44-year-old quarterback than it is to be a 37-year-old safety. It is easier to be a 40-year-old left tackle than be a 37-year-old safety, much less a 37-year-old safety that hasn't played for two years. 
So we'll see what happens. I don't want to doubt Eric Weddle, but it is a tall order. Very, very tall order for a guy that was signed just earlier in the week. Dr. David Chow, the pro football doc, can catch more of this injury analysis at sixscore.com, S-I-C-score.com. Dr. Chow, as always, thank you for your injury analysis in the postseason now in the NFL. Thank you very much. More of the morning after and a preview of tonight's game from a Cardinals perspective from out in the desert. That's next here on TMA. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Our full and thorough preview of Monday Night Football in Los Angeles between the Rams and Cardinals continues on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the SportsGrid network. I'm Ben Stevens. We have had the Rams side of things. Now for the Cardinals' outlook for Monday Night Football tonight. The first ever Monday Night Football postseason game in NFL history. We are joined now by Sierra Santos live in the desert out there in phoenix right now she works for fox 10 phoenix covering the cardinals in all things arizona sports sierra thank you so much for joining us here on this monday on the morning after for sure nothing says desert like a nice saguaro cactus like right behind you right i mean it looks fantastic the landscape shot that we have here sierra has been on the show twice once from the cardinals facility now with the desert backdrop i mean you're really bringing the live on scene coverage that we need so Sierra thank you very much for joining us on this Monday let's dive right into the game in Los Angeles tonight the Rams a three and a half point favorite the over under 49 and a half we have mentioned it the Cardinals like to be a road underdog do you expect similar success for Arizona on the road in LA this evening this is going to be a really tough situation because you have 30 plus players that don't have any type of postseason experience, including the most important player on the field for the Arizona Cardinals, which is Kyler Murray. Now, he has he played in really big games before. Yes, he has. And that's one thing that Cliff Kingsbury reiterated more than once this week is that he expects Kyler to have the biggest game of his career tonight he expects a different type of kyler murray and i think that's really where it all starts and where it all ends uh, i believe the defense is going to come out and play really well i think it all hinges on what kyler is able to do so as far as being a road underdog maybe they'd like to be in that type of situation uh, i don't really think that they pay too much attention to that whether they're underdogs or not that's not the type they don't have a chip on your shoulder type of vibe this whole team doesn't but maybe they maybe that's an internal discussion that they don't share with the media too yeah because when you see those metrics and trends eight and one both straight up and against the spread on the road this year and in six games booked as a dog not just six covers but six outright wins pretty strong for the Arizona Cardinals away from home and as an underdog this year so Sierra maybe not mentioning that underdog type mentality but a very familiar foe in the LA Rams what did the Cardinals mention during practice this week about facing off against LA for the third time this year 
Well, they kind of gave the generic speak, right? That it's a fresh season, that they're O and O, and so that they kind of threw away, right, those previous two meetings. But I think the first meeting was really significant because it was the first time the Cardinals got a win against the Rams during the Sean McVay era. They hadn't been able to do that before, and so maybe that kind of gave them the confidence. Then fast forward to that Monday night game, a very different story. You had some of the Rams players that were out, some of their biggest stars. They didn't have Jalen Ramsey. They didn't have Tyler. Higby they're starting tight end so you're talking about some of the biggest players on the field the biggest playmakers they didn't have them yet the Cardinals still lost and Kyler Murray had 444 yards of total offense I want to say that's the number and they still lost so it, it I, like I said he needs to have a big game but it doesn't really matter the yardage he puts up. It's going to have to be a really complimentary on the entire offense. And I think one of the biggest keys to this game as well is going to be James Conner, his availability, whether he's able to go, because they don't have a running back in those short yardage situations that can punch the ball through at the goal line. So let's focus first on Kyler Murray. His passing yards prompt tonight, Sierra, is 255 in a hook. You mentioned it's not so much about the numbers, but the complimentary type of offensive performance. But if Kyler Murray does go over his passing yards prop tonight of 255 and a hook, do you think that leads to a Cardinals victory? No. Because we've seen it before where he has he has been able to put up those types of yards and they still didn't win the game. So it's really going to depend on whether they're able to clean up their defense and not get those types of penalties. We saw that in the in the Seahawks game in the season finale where uh, it didn't matter how well Kyler could play. It all came down to whether the defense was able to hold the opposing offense. And not only that, hmm. but um not get penalties in really critical situations. And that's one thing that defensive coordinator Vance Joseph touched on this week as well, is that they really have to play a clean game. And I don't know that if he does have 250 yards of uh, passing that uh, that's that they're going to get the win. On top of that, I think it's more about his rushing yards than anything else. I think mm -hmm. that they're going to need Kyler to use his legs this game. We saw that in the beginning of the season where he did and he – that was his whole thing coming into this season is that he didn't want to depend on his legs, right? He needs to depend on his legs in this game. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody's got to get yards on the ground somehow, right? And if you don't have James Conner doing it, that, that's going to bust through a coverage, then you're going to have to have Kyler make some amazing plays. And that's one thing that he kind of fell off of, too, is that he was in he was insane. He had these razzle-dazzle throws where he, like, you know, escaped the pocket and was able to throw on the move. We kind of stopped seeing that at the end of the season, right? We saw that in the beginning of the season, and I think maybe that injury that he suffered had something to do with that he didn't really want to uh test the ankle he didn't really want to re-injure it right but it is do or die tonight and I think that mm -hmm. that is where you're going to see him revert back to what he does best and that is making those incredible throws on the move yeah Kyler Murray before the season called his legs a luxury well he has yes. ran the ball for more than 35 <laughs> yards in the final three games for Arizona this year. His rushing yards prop against the Rams tonight on a Monday, 38 in a hook. So, Sierra, we saw Kyler Murray at 255 and a half. Matthew Stafford on the other side for the Rams, 274 in a hook. Cooper Cup, as we love to call him on this show, <laughs> 103 and a half receiving yards tonight. 
for the Rams. What will the focus be defensively for Arizona and try to slow down a very potent Rams offensive attack? Yeah, I think Cooper Cup is their main focus tonight. I think they, they mentioned that it's going to be hard not to double team him. So I think a lot of their energy will be spent on Cooper Cup. But there are plenty of other weapons on the Rams that Matthew Stafford can go to. And he is a good passer despite all those interceptions uh, in the final couple games of the season. So they're going to have to, first of all, their whole thing is, okay, first we got to shut down the run. Uh, they may want to focus more on Cooper Cup in this game because uh, <laughs> even if they do shut, even if they do shut up, listen, they held Cooper Cup to what a season low last time. Yeah. I believe last Monday night game, it was a season low and they still lost. So that's what I'm saying. Like all the things that would make sense for a good game plan, they, they're going to have to be able to adjust on the fly. And I think that's one of, the, one of the biggest criticisms of Cliff Kingsbury is that he hasn't been able to adjust on the fly. He sticks to that game plan and then he's not able to modify it in game. And that is what a lot of pundits let's say uh criticize him about is that he sticks to it and he doesn't want to veer from it so they are really going to have to adapt and respond to whatever the rams are doing tonight i mean sierra's spot on with her assessment and looking at the prop market and not just necessarily correlating it to arizona success Kyler murray threw for 383 yards against the rams in the second and final meeting in the regular season and they lost that football game at home by a touchdown. Sierra, you also mentioned James Conner, questionable throughout practice this week, leading mm -hmm. up to the super wild card matchup against the Rams. I love him in the anytime touchdown scoring prop market tonight at plus 120. He has 18 total touchdowns this year for the Redbirds. What exactly is his status entering Monday night? Uh, he's going to be a game-time decision. I think that if he is on the field, I love that prop. In fact, I would take that prop because I think if James Conner is, is on the field, no matter what he is able to do, he is going to give it his all. He is one of the toughest guys on the team. He's got so much respect from not only the offense but the defense as well. I think that if he is on the field, he will score a touchdown because they are going to be in a situation where they are a couple yards out from the end zone and they are going to need him to punch it in. Now, his ribs injury, I don't know if you saw it but it didn't look good and I think that's a big reason why he he it's it's not like he was limited in practice he did not practice he did not practice the first two days and then he was limited in their final practice before they hit the road got on the plane so he is questionable I'm just I'm really hoping he is going to be able to go because I think he he leads the team in touch in touchdowns he they need him on the yeah. field and I don't necessarily trust Chase Edmonds to be able to get those types of situ short yardage situations yes he's a fast guy but we haven't really seen him have the same, same type of success that James Conner has had and that's what they were missing in this offense in the previous years is somebody who is a rumble tumble type of dude and that's exactly what connor is and james connor also four rushing touchdowns against the rams in the two meetings so mm -hmm. far this year quickly here sierra only about 30 45 seconds left arizona an underdog tonight the longest odds currently on fanduel to win the nfc what do you make of the outlook for arizona if they can get past la this evening uh, I think that it was a great run. <laughs> I don't know. I think that it's going to be really tough. I think I think the consensus around the Valley is that if they are able to get past the Rams, it's going to be pretty hard to do anything else because, what, they're going to be going to Tampa Bay after this? That is going to be a yes. very, very tough game. And uh, I don't know. 
how this team is getting healthy right at the right time, but you're still missing your number one offensive target in DeAndre Hopkins. Mm. And that is the one thing that I think has not killed the offense, but it's made it a lot more difficult to score points because that was Kyler Murray's go-to guy. Sierra Santos live from the desert from Fox 10 Phoenix joining us for the Cardinals perspective ahead of Monday Night Football. Sierra, as always, thank you for the wonderful backdrop. Have a great time watching Monday Night Football <laughs> this evening. Will do. More of the morning after coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So much football right now across the National Football League in the postseason. A super wild card weekend almost in the books. One final matchup tonight on a Monday night football game between the Los Angeles Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. But we also look back on the previous five. We saw with two on Saturday, three yesterday on a Sunday slate right here on the morning after on Sports Grid in Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. It is around 11.40 a.m. Eastern Time in Midtown Manhattan, but it is always nighttime in Pittsburgh when we welcome on our sportsbook conciliary, Dave Sherapan, rocking a Rams hat, I believe, for this Monday mm. performance here on TMA. Dave, glad to have you here as always. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Good morning, sir. Uh, yes, nighttime in Pittsburgh behind me. It's nighttime in Pittsburgh now for the rest of the football yep. season. That's it. It's over. Um, Ben's over. The game went over. Yep. It's all over yep. for Pittsburgh. And anyone that had them, even on the teasers, didn't get there, Benjamin. Um, nope. One of those things. But, yeah, we got a wraparound weekend uh, of NFL Wild Card Weekend. We got basketball. They've turned MLK Day into a celebration of day game basketball and hockey, actually. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's a fun day in the book, but we got to look back and and think, geez, some of these games weren't so good. I don't know. No. No. <laughs> Dave, the uh, two versus seven matchups in both conferences were blowouts. The Kansas City Chiefs winning by 21 points. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. winning by 16 points and had a lead 31 nothing into the fourth fourth quarter but we start with your very Pittsburgh Steelers nighttime in Pittsburgh for the Steelers game last night against Kansas City the Steelers season in 2021 into 2022 and we all assume the career of Big Ben Ben Roethlisberger most likely with a steel curtain call in his final game in the black and gold last night in Arrowhead 42 21 Dave went the way we almost expected with the Chiefs as a 12 and a half point favorite covering that number last night in Kansas City. What were your takeaways from last night between the Chiefs and the Steelers? I didn't really have much hope that the Steelers would actually win the game before the game. But after the first quarter, it was 0 0. <laughs> and I got a little bit caught up in it like, this would be one of the biggest upsets I've ever seen. And then yep. Hayward punched that ball out. T.J. Watt picked it up and ran it in, and it was 7 nothing Pittsburgh. And I thought, Oof. just one time. 
like one time for number seven for 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 the Steeler fans for all this stuff, and then the second quarter finished with the Chiefs up twenty one seven, covered the first half again. The Steelers yeah. don't get the the Chiefs get the ball to start the second half, right down the field, and it's yeah. over. Over. The only thing left in doubt was the teaser. And Ben driving down at the end of the game to maybe get there for the teaser backers. Doesn't get there. His last pass is to a tight end after a pump fake. It's all fitting. But again, um, this Chiefs team is going to be tough to beat. Yeah. Well, the next team that will have a chance to beat Kansas City, the Buffalo Bills. Very impressive yeah. And their victory on Saturday night, 47-17 over their divisional foe, a team that has had the better of Buffalo for many years in the New England Patriots. So Buffalo in Kansas City, in KC, this upcoming Sunday, Dave Sherapan, where the Chiefs are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. What can we expect out of that game after what you saw from Buffalo on Saturday night? Well, I think one of the takeaways from the entire weekend is to take nothing that you saw over the weekend and apply it to the divisional playoff round. The divisional playoff round is always, to me, the best weekend of the playoffs because it's the best teams usually or a team that's an upset team that's playing well. The games are always better. Let's put it that way. Just more competitive. Um, The fat guy touchdown by the Bills late to kind of give it to them a little bit. Listen, it's it's okay. Like, it's going to be okay. New England, like you had a nice run. It was fun while it lasted. It's Bills Mafia time. And they celebrated yeah. with the call. Okay, now you got to go to Kansas City and win, which they have already done this season. Okay? Yes. The line tells a story, Ben. All the time. This one tells you it's virtually a pickup. Okay. Um, the Bills can go and win in Kansas City. This is not this is not anything 54 and a half has me the most excited because I would love to see another Rose Bowl in the pros. I want to see a game where they're going back and forth, and you know that's a little Big Ten tweet, but we gotta get it in there while we can. All right, we're rooting for an offensive game in the playoffs, competitive one, where they trade scores and we got an in-game betting dream. This might be it, Ben. The Bills over in four of their last six games. KC over in six straight. Two and a half points with Buffalo as an underdog in Kansas City. That should sound very familiar because that's what Buffalo did, winning outright as a two and a half point underdog week number five inside Arrowhead Stadium against the Kansas City Chiefs. Dave, that number tells me the book is worried about a Buffalo upset outright in Kansas City on Sunday evening into Sunday night. The divisional round is set in the AFC, and I want to get your thoughts here, Dave Sherapan, our sportsbook conciliary, on where the value might lie in what still is a very up-in-the-air AFC conference race because the Tennessee Titans, who own the number one overall seed and had a bye this past week, are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Cincinnati Bengals, and yet the third-best odds to win the conference title at plus 320. That's where I think the value is in the AFC. Dave, what say you? It's crazy because 
Is it that easy where the Chiefs and the Bills winner is the automatic favorite, despite the fact that they might have to go on the road to Tennessee to win the game, to actually yep. win the AFC championship? I'm surprised. We talked about this last week or, or a couple weeks ago, that there was value on Tennessee. There's still value on Tennessee. Tennessee may end up being a home dog to Kansas City if Kansas City wins. Mm-hmm. They may be a pick a slight favorite against the Bills, depending on how the Bills look. And injuries, of course. So we don't know what the line is going to be ahead. A lot of you know, a lot of people ask, what do you make this game? I can't make this game what it, a line should be based mm-hmm. on I think we can make a theoretical line, but we don't know. As far as like the Bills being a two and a half point underdog against Kansas City, you look at what that game closed ten weeks ago. And you go, what did it close? KC two and a half or fifty-four and a half. Use the same. Like it's not there's not that much further thought into what the line should be this weekend. At least that's where it starts. Now don't get me wrong, there's a lot of numbers, power ratings, and things like that, but it's really that's how you come up with it. So as far as the value for the future odds for the AFC, I mean, do you take a shot with the Bengals? Why can't the mm. Bengals go and at least beat Tennessee. I thought they right. looked pretty impressive, at least offensively, um, against the Raiders. And then, you know, they got a couple breaks and and they won the game. Um, it might be a bit much to ask them to go on the road now twice. And the two game parlay may not be um may not be enough. You may be able to do the rollover effect where you bet the Bengals money line this week and take the whole thing and roll it over. But Tennessee, if you think they're going to win this game, you got to bet them plus 320. Yeah, absolutely so. And right now, it's not a large spread in Tennessee's favor at home, only three and a half points, but still favored to win that football game to then have a plus 320 ticket pretty much on a money line against the Chiefs and or the Bills. As we go to the NFC, Dave Sharapan, we know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will await the result of tonight on a Monday between the Cardinals and the Rams. But the Bucs yep. making quick and easy work of the Philadelphia Eagles. 31-0 heading into the fourth quarter and still cover as an 8.5-point favorite, 7.5-point favorite, depending on where you got the number, against the Birds yesterday in Tampa. Do you think the Buccaneers are on a destined path to repeat as an NFC Conference champion? I don't know to repeat as an NFC Conference champion, but I know that any thoughts of parallelograms, rhombuses, all that quote-unquote sharp money that moved that line on that Eagles game from nine down to seven and a half or seven doesn't feel like uh, that was a really good idea going against Tom Brady at home in a division in a wild card round. Uh, all that rain forecast, I didn't see any rain during the game. All that heavy wind, all that mud that was going to be there, I didn't see that either. A lot of people bet a lot of things um, speculatively, and it don't work out. It doesn't. Sometimes it does, but that one didn't. Um, Tampa's defense looked pretty good. Now, Philadelphia's offense made them look good in their inability to do anything other than what they do, which is run the ball against bad teams and cover against bad teams. Um, made them look like they're going back to the NFC Championship. We'll see who wins this game tonight. I think you're obviously going to get a better game in Tampa 
by the visitor, whoever's going there. Um, but uh, we, we always forget about the top seed this week and how the yeah. team that still has to go to their place and win, whomever it is. And if it's this week, they got to go win another game after that. Don't sleep on the Packers. That's all. How can you sleep on the Packers right now? As a four-and-a-half-point favorite against the Niners, it will be the ninth all-time playoff meeting between those two organizations tied for the most in NFL postseason history. But Dave, you mentioned it. Tonight, the winner heads to Tampa Bay, Florida. So between the Rams and the Cardinals with L.A. laying three-and-a-half at home and an over-under that stands at 49 in a hook, how do you see tonight playing out in the first-ever Monday night football game in NFL playoff history? Uh, it's, this one hopefully will be a fun matchup. As far as the side, I've been going back and forth all week um, trying to figure out which one I really like. And if I have to pick before the game, I'm going to pick the Rams. Despite the Cardinals' road record this season, I believe it's 8-1 and one ATS against the spread. Um, yep. It is. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would pick the Rams only because at this time, point in the season I usually side with the better defense when I need to decide a game total though ironically thinking of the Rams having a better defense I think this game's over I think it's an over game yep. where it's more of a not circus music background where they're running and you know it's an NFL or an NBA game on turf where the you know, last team with the ball wins but I think we're going to see some scoring tonight I think we're going to see a pick, most likely by both teams. You know, it seems like we'll probably see Kyler Murray rushing yards. There'll be a lot of props that people will look at to bet over. Not until they bet this Purdue-Illinois game, Big Ten basketball. Illinois, oh. short. What are we doing? Illinois laying one at home against the Purdue Boilermakers, who Ben owns a plus 480 Big Ten title Future ticket on? Sorry. No, I will not do it, Dave Sharapan, but I appreciate your expertise nonetheless. Our sportsbook conciliary, rocking the Rams hat, says over tonight on a Monday night. We end out the morning after on this Monday. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Closing out three hours together here on a Monday edition of the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. Over these three hours, we have not only looked back on the games that are complete for Super Wild Card Weekend, we have given you a full and thorough breakdown of Monday night football tonight in Los Angeles between the Rams and the Cardinals to end. Super Wild Card Weekend, the first ever game in NFL postseason history to take place on a Monday night. So, of course, with history at stake tonight between the Rams and the Cardinals, that needs to be our best bet of this Monday. So before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it is time for a Monday night football. Bye, bye, bye.
The Rams, a three and a half point home favorite tonight. The over under 49 in a hook. We can expect some points between these two NFC West foes that have gone over in their first two matchups, both with totals booked in the 50s. So if we're going over or thinking we get some offense, of course, we look to the prop market as well. Kahooper Cup in his receiving yards prop tonight is 103 in a hook. That's a little bit too steep for my blood. So we look to the secondary market, and you heard Jake Ellenbogen bring this up earlier. Expect a big night for Van Jefferson. His receiving yards prop is only 37 and a half total yards. Now, he's gone under this number in three of the last five games for Los Angeles. But in the other 12 regular season games for the Rams this year, Van Jefferson over this number of 37 and a half. In fact, he is averaging more than 10 yards over this number, 47 receiving yards per game. I expect Van Jefferson, as Arizona focuses on Cooper Cup, to go over his receiving yards prop tonight of 37 and a half. If James Conner plays, also look at his anytime touchdown prop of plus 120. So many good props tonight on a great Monday night in Super Wild Card Weekend. The morning after, each and every weekday, right here on SportsGrib. It starts at 9 a.m. Eastern. I'm Ben Stevens. We'll talk to everyone tomorrow.